Today, the University of Ghana has made history with the induction into office of its first female vice chancellor. It has taken us a while, seven decades and three years. Other public universities went ahead of us in this advancement in gender equality. But when the University of Ghana did it, we did it in a comprehensive style. My appointment is the last in the series of appointments of female principal officers. First, we had our first female chancellor, then the first female council chair, and now the first female vice chancellor. So for the first time ever, the three principal officers of the university, as by law defined, are female, and we topped it up with a female registrar. That is Nana Abba Apia Ampho, speaking at her inauguration as the University of Ghana's first female vice chancellor in October. Welcome back to your favorite science news show, Africa Science Focus. I'm Michael Kaloki. Thanks for joining us. Professor Ampho is a language specialist at the University of Ghana and she has 20 years of experience in education. In 2014, she became the first head of the School of Languages at the university. Professor Amfo is also passionate about mentoring young women, and we'll hear more about her focus on gender equality a little later in the show. But first, let's find out how Professor Amfo has become one of the continent's best communicators. Do you ever wonder why it can be difficult to express yourself in new languages? Or why jokes sometimes don't make sense when they are translated? Welcome to Pragmatics, a field of study that investigates how social contexts help to develop meaning within language. Professor Amfo explains pragmatics to our reporter Halima Althumani. Pragmatics specifically looks at language use in context. So when I say what I say, what exactly do I mean? Uh, what is the context within which I am saying that? Because, you know, for you to be able to make meaning out of what we say, you almost always need the context. Sometimes you need the history. Sometimes you need the, the, the religion. Sometimes you need the culture. And so it's, that, that's, that's what pragmatis is really about. Science communication is a specialist field all of its own. And it's part of what we do here at Africa Science Focus. Science communication is a growing field on the continent, as more and more amazing research is being produced by Africa's young scientists and innovators. When it comes to communicating science, Professor Amfo says that pragmatics and linguistics can help to explain 
difficult concepts to the general public. You know, for example, if you have a scientific innovation which is expected to help farmers increase their yield, how is it that you communicate to that group of farmers who don't have so much education such that they appreciate that scientific uh, innovation and how it can enhance their yield? When you are in that context, you don't communicate in the exact same way as you do when you are telling your academic colleagues about your, your findings and your innovations. So essentially, that's what pragmatics is about. With so much understanding of how language works, it's no surprise that Professor Amfo was the first African to be elected to the board of the International Pragmatics Association a global organization devoted to the study of the use of language. It was established in 1986 and it has an average of 1,500 members in over 70 countries worldwide. Its membership uh, are interested in a wide range of issues relating to language use, so long as it's language use, whether it's issues of intercultural communication, whether it's issues of uh, gender and language, language and uh, politics. So uh, currently I'm part of a, a small group that is looking at upscaling mentoring. Again, they, I've, I've pushed for a focus on uh, women and uh, younger researchers in, in areas like uh, sub-Saharan Africa and uh, Asia, where we don't have adequate representation in these international bodies. Among her many roles, Professor Amfo is on the board of the Coalition of People Against Sexual and Gender-Based Violence and Harmful Practices, known as COPASH, which is supported by the United Nations. What are the salient issues that you deal with at COPASH and that you think are not openly being talked about? So essentially, COPASH brings together organizations, agencies, individuals who are passionate about the rights of women and girls. And so we're dealing with issues relating to child marriage, depriving them of, uh, of, of education, you know, depriving them essentially of a childhood, uh, issues of female genital mutilation, violence against women and girls, particularly issues of rape, defilement, uh, wife battery, etc. You know, these are issues that are, that are rather sensitive. Very often, the perpetrators are people that are known to the girls and women, people who are within the family, people who are close to the family, uh, they don't receive fair treatment, they don't receive justice, they don't receive the shelter that they need. And these are things that affect the very self-esteem of women and girls and eventually prevent them from being as productive as they should be. So these are some of the matters that uh, Kopash deals with. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just talking about women as a professor, one of your passion is gender. 
particularly women, and you're passionate about supervising, particularly young professional women too. Uh, why more women are not men? Both need mentoring. <laughs> Absolutely, both need mentoring, and I do believe that I have mentored both men and women in the course of my career. Men have dominated our boardrooms. And uh, it is not because women don't have the same level of intelligence or potential. And so what I seek to do is to support women to come out of their shells. You see, that's why I think that women need uh, special attention. We have so much great potential, but there are so many things uh, that, that encumber us. In, in, in society, our, our gender rules, uh, the, the, what society expects of us, uh, these tend to uh, hinder us from uh, being uh, professionally excellent. And so, I mean, men, they just, that's what society expects from them anyway, you know, work and excel. So they do need mentoring, but not as much as uh, the the, the women. And so that's why I have a special passion for mentoring younger women. As a student, Professor Amfo says she was supported and encouraged to reach her full potential. She tells Halima, she wants all girls and young women to get the same support. My parents were, were, were teachers. They put premium on education and they did not discriminate as far as their daughters or sons were concerned. They gave me the opportunity to get educated to the highest level that I so desired. Uh, they brought me up to believe that I can do anything that I wanted to. I mean, anything that my, my brothers could do, I could also do. So, I mean, definitely these were indirect uh, influences in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you bring to the table holding this senior position? And why do you think um, it is important to have women in senior positions in science and research? Here in my university, the uh, proportion of women academics, that's just about 30%. And as you can imagine, the higher you go up the ranks, the fewer women that you find. And then, of course, uh, when it comes to uh, administration also, you do find fewer women. But I must say that it's a good time at my university I am the first female vice chancellor, as you mentioned. For the first time, we have a female chancellor. We also have a female council chair for the first time. So what we call as the three principal officers of the university, the chancellor, the chair of the governing council, and the vice chancellor are female. So really, it is a source of encouragement to many, many females out there, but also males. Uh, they, they, they dream for themselves, they dream for their wives, they dream for their daughters, they dream for their sisters. And uh, coming to this, this, this position, uh, I intend to drive the growth of this university through technology and humanism. Uh, the past two years has taught us uh, 
that uh, technology, we, we all need to take on technology very seriously. We've also had experiences of what we can use technology for and how we can use it to enhance our operations. And so in every aspect of the university's uh, uh, operations from research management to teaching and learning to administrative processes to student management uh, processes, uh, I intend that technology drives this. And as we do that, we should not forget that we are, uh, we, we, we are there for, for the humans and that we need to have a human touch to everything that we do. The university exists for the good of the larger society. We're almost out of time on this week's show. But before we go, Professor Amfo has one final message. Yes, so I mean, finally, what I would like to say is that I would just like to encourage all the young girls and women out there who are listening to me, uh, that women are in no way less intelligent than men. We have so much potential. We just have to uh, focus. We just have to uh, set our minds to, to these. Let's dream and let's together support each other to work towards the realization of these dreams. Together, we can do so much better. So women, let's support each other. And that's our show for this week. If you want to find out more about Professor Amfo, head over to the SciDevNet website at www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Fiona Broom, with reporting from Halima Athumani. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Michael Kaloki. See you again next week. This program was funded by the Carnegie Corporation of New York.